Hey, I'm 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, the Matt McNeil Show. We've got a huge story. Oh, this is huge. And and I, I got to tell you, I am knee-deep in news stories today. But this one is huge because this is going to be a huge economic impact to Minneapolis-St. Paul, once again showing that we are a, a, a beacon, a city that people are trying to come to. Joining us right now is Tom Gump. He's with Rotary International. He's the aide to the Rotary president. I think that's a gig you're picking up this year, right? Right. Starts July 1st. Starts July 1st. He's kind enough to join us because we you have a very – Rotary's got a huge announcement for 2029 for Minneapolis, right? We do. Absolutely. All right. You have the floor. What's going to happen? Well, every year we have an international convention where the whole Rotary world gathers in a city. And we haven't hosted that in Minneapolis since 1974. So after a seven-year process of trying, um, the board of directors uh, – last month, voted to have its 2029 convention right here in Minneapolis. Wow. Now, this would be the third time they've actually been here, and because Rotary has got a long history. Yes, 118 years. That's tw- 1928. That was the year before my dad was born. 1928 was the year here for your first time. You bought, you brought, in 1928, they brought 10,000 people into this town? Absolutely. It must have been chaos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have the infrastructure now to handle oh, much more than that. Hopefully we'll have double that. I, I'm going to guess the, the, the Marriott wasn't there at that point. I'm just going to the Hilton wasn't there, probably. I guess we were more board, bed and breakfast, boarding houses and barns, that sort of thing. Uh, 1974, you guys were here as well. And once again, 10,000 people coming into town. Correct. Wow. Uh, you, we should list off. This is to give people an idea what a, what a really cool this thing this is for Minneapolis. Uh, this year you're where? Singapore. And then next year you're in? Uh, then we're in Calgary. Taiwan. Honolulu, right? Correct. Uh, then the Philippines in 2028. Yes. So this is, we're competing internationally with the largest destinations, largest venues, largest places that are bringing in large crowds as well. And Minneapolis is back at it again for 2029. Absolutely. I understand there were about a dozen cities who turned in applications, and then there was a site visit between the, the two leading cities, and then Minneapolis was chosen. Fantastic. Uh, let's let's back up a little bit if we can here. Why don't you just give everyone out there just that kind of that overview, what is Rotary? Well, Rotary is a membership organization that does service, and I personally believe they do the best service in the world. We do everything from child literacy to wash projects, water, sanitation, hygiene. Uh, Locally, we do food shelves and everything like that, but we do projects around the world. Um, Our president-elect and I um, were just in Pakistan uh, watching them build smart villages because there were floods that dislodged people from their homes. And of course, our number one external priority is eradicating polio, which will be the second disease ever eradicated, smallpox being the first disease. Mm-hmm. And uh, we raise a hundred and with the help of Bill and Melinda Gates Foundations and our other um, partners, uh, World Health Organization, Gavin, uh, Gavi um, Alliance to get rid of um, Gavi uh, Vaccine Alliance. Um, but we raised $150 million. We raised 50 and then it's matched two for one for the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. These are not light projects. I mean, when you're they're, they're not. And, and and this is, there are a lot of great service organizations that are out there, but you are tackling real worldwide tough issues, which dealing with the day-to-day life of people. I mean, that's impressive. 
Yeah, it is. We go in and we change um, communities' lives. I've been to Honduras where we've done fresh water projects where they didn't have fresh water and the infant mortality rate's 85%. And mm-hmm. then it gets down to 25% after wow. we give them new water. And, you know, I can give all kinds of examples of projects we've done around the world. It's amazing. The the rotary is is still a beacon out there, and this is what's interesting is I mean I'm 55. I've grown up, and I remember going into a town and you'd see 20 signs of the service organizations. And slowly, sadly, unfortunately, a lot of them have whittled away, fallen them by the wayside, and and not there. But Rotary has stayed strong. What is what is Rotary's secret on that? How have they been able to through the changing times, through the changing ideas and mentalities, still been able to be there and be the force that Rotary is? Well, a few years ago at our council legislation, which is basically our parliament, uh, we decided, this was back in 2016, that we would allow clubs to meet different ways. So we go out into the community, we reach out to those potential people of action, and we let them meet the way they want to. You know, the backbone of Rotary is our legacy clubs. I belong to a club that meets at the Adina Country Club um, Tuesday morning, 730. My wife meets at a traditional legacy club at noon on Thursdays. But these new clubs, they meet online, they meet on nights, they meet on weekends. Uh, They don't meet four times a month, sometimes they meet twice a month. Mm -hmm. So that flexibility has allowed us to keep on growing. Well, that is a lot of it right there. I mean, working a schedule to where that people want to be involved. People do, people do want to be involved, but sometimes every Tuesday at certain times, it's just too difficult. Absolutely. I mean, we have people who are school teachers and they, you know, want to meet at school. Last year, we formed a club in Monticello. Um, We have a regular Monticello club, but eight school teachers, they formed a satellite club. They meet the same day, but they meet at night at the hotel instead of meeting at noon because they can't meet during the week at noon. You brought up one. I I definitely want to talk about this because polio It is Mm -hmm. something that at least here in the United States, we've been very successful with. Talk a little bit about that fight. You know, where is it? Where is it standing? And has it mostly mm-hmm. been been curtailed, or is there are there still places on the planet where it's still somewhat out of control? Uh, yes, both. That's a compound, complex question. But ninety nine point nine percent, it's been eradicated. But we have two endemic countries, and that being Afghanistan and Pakistan. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason we went to Pakistan. And you know, but I am so encouraged that we're going to eradicate this de- disease. We met the frontline workers, most of whom are women. And you know, forty seven individuals have been killed trying to. They've been martyred trying to deliver those drops. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's tough business, but uh, we're going to get it done. We've only had 12 uh, wild cases last year. And hopefully this will be the year that we don't have any. And if we do that for three years in a row, then we can have it, the disease certified, the world certified as polio free. And hopefully that will be done, you know, by the time we celebrate Manila. um, Because that will be 2028 in the Philippines. And that's where this all started. And Mm -hmm. earlier in the year... Um, the president-elect and I have met with uh, President Marcos in the Philippines, and he pledged his support to get this done. We also, when we were in last week um, in Islamabad and Karachi, we actually met with the prime minister, and he also is pledging everything he can to make sure that we get this done. So meeting those people, meeting the where they take the samples and store the samples, I have renewed enthusiasm that we are going to be successful in this fight. 
God willing. I mean, it, there are some things that go beyond politics. And, mm-hmm. and the idea is, you know, you go there and you think to yourself, okay, no one's really going to have a problem. We're, we're trying to get rid of polio, but we don't understand the complexities that just trying to sit there to say, we're here to save as many kids as we possibly can and prevent this disease from spreading and wiping it out if we possibly can do it. That, that still is something which is a bridge too far for some places and yeah. some people. Yeah, and Matt, I can tell you, when you give those two drops of vaccine to a child and you look um, you know, in the parent's eyes and they know that child will never be crippled, that child will live and that child will play and that child will run just like we do, um, our children do over here, it uh, gives you a feeling like nothing else. The, I mean, obviously, you, you brought up a lot of things. It's a multi-texture um, thing. You're talking about large-scale issues here. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about some of the local things that, you know, kind of Rotary gets involved with on a local scale. Absolutely. Well. Um, you know, um, there's such thing as club grants, and there's district grants, and then there's global grants. And our club grants, um, we do all kinds of things from giving money to food shelves. That was a big um, deal during 2020. That yeah. was a big focus. Uh, we do a lot of uh, building libraries. Um, we do a lot of um, just helping um, homeless people find homes. You know, we started a veterans club here a couple of years ago, the first one in the world. It's a club to serve veterans. Most of their members are veterans, but there's non-veterans members. You know, their administrator is a pastor whose son-in-law is active duty. So it's about serving the veterans. After they started in the first two weeks, they got a $20,000 grant from the district, and they redid um, a first floor of Havens for Heroes where they made a room where they can play poker and they can Mm -hmm. do foosball so they could have that camaraderie um, because they were worried about suicide and they thought that that was a big help. We we, Here in this district in Minnesota, we formed the first club in the world to end human trafficking, and now there's a dozen of those around the world. So we work on all kinds of issues, local, regional, and international. As a veteran myself, uh, it's solid work, absolutely, because that is something that's a a constant fight out there. And it's this unified team. It's finding all the cracks. And that's the key is there's a lot of great people out there that do a lot of things, but there's so many cracks that need to get filled. Mm Rotary is there. Not only, I mean, you're doing the large scale things. I mean, my goodness, you're doing a lot of very impressive large scale things. But then you get on that local level, you can find where the cracks are and you can get in there and fix it. And that's just exceptional. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for letting us have an opportunity to tell the world about what we do. So I want to let's if someone wants wants to become a member, wants to find out how to become a member of Rotary. I mean, obviously, it's operating everywhere. Yes. Uh, so there's going to be a local chapter. It's not yeah. going to be too difficult for you to find any information. Are there any parameters, anything that uh, that, that fall into line be, that you need to, to, to become a member, or is it pretty much anyone? You know, the reality is if people have the hands for service and they have the hearts for service, they can join Rotary. And we are in over 200 different countries. We have lots of um, chapters in your listening area, uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa. And all they have to do is uh, they can Google it and just reach out. Um, they could reach out to me. I'll be happy to join it because we need more members. I mean, I mentioned we're a membership organization, but the reason we want more members is not just to have members, but to do that service, to go out and serve the world and help those people who need it. And um, we want to do it with people who are like-minded, but there are clubs of all different sorts, and we have fellowships, and we have action groups, so no matter what talent and what way you want to serve, we can do it. And if there's not a club that reaches that, we'll help you form a new club, and you can do it the way you want to do, like we did with our Veterans Club, and we did with our End Human Trafficking Club. Um, perfect. Uh, congratulations. 1920, uh, 1920, 2029. <laughs> 2029. Yes, sir. You were here in 20, 1928, 100, 101 years later. 
I know. That's that crazy. That is crazy. Coming 2029 into Minneapolis, Rotary International, their big event. There's going to be 10,000 people, at least 10,000 people probably. You know, we budgeted for 17, but our aspirational goal is even higher than that. So, and you can be part of that too by joining Rotary. Just find Rotary. Just go to your website, go to your search bar, type in Rotary, type in your town in Rotary. I guarantee you'll probably find something there. Uh, Tom, first of all, congratulations. Thank well you. done. Thank you. Well done on all this stuff, man. Dude, very impressive. Tom Gump, uh, Rotary International, congratulations on this. And uh, we'll be talking, I imagine, a few times over the next few years as we get ready for 2029. We'd welcome the opportunity. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Tom Gump, Rotary International, go find it and find out how you can be part of that as well. Uh, let's take a break. Come on back. It's the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950.